Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time for Santa's favorite kind of wagertainment, the Daily Tip. On my nice list, it's Michael Jenkins. Ah! Oh my God! And getting her a lump of coal, Chelsea Messenger. <laughs> and I can't forget our reindeer, the Donkster. Here's a list of my favorite reindeer. Dasher, Rancher, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Glitzen, and Rudolph. Here on the BetQL Network. Sponsored by BetMGM. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, Double D, give me some of that Christmas rock. Great to have you along with us. We are live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. She is my partner in crime, Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Coming up in our final hour, we check to find if there's any games in the NBA we like tonight and make our picks. We always like hearing from Chris Max, the host of the BetQLU podcast, will join us to talk college sports at 8.20 and then at 8.45. He is still lusting after Aaron Hawksworth. And, of course, I'm talking about the Chalk Donkey. Chelsea, I don't know where to fit this in. So I'm at as well. This was on a golf course. We were talking about golf earlier in the show because your husband, Jake, I would imagine, let me ask this first. 
I would think Jake, obviously a very athletic guy. He was a Major League Baseball pitcher. So I would imagine Jake's pretty damn good at golf, right? I think so. Like compared to the normal person, I think he has shot a 75 or 74. Yeah, that's good. I think that's where he normally is. Like he's under 80, which I think is good. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Bill's like, yes. If I shot below 80, I would tell that story to everyone. I'd tell it every day on this show for a full year, and you'd hate me for it. Oh, my God. I'd love to shoot below 80. Are you kidding me? The reason why I mention this is because there is footage in South Africa, of course, and some guys were playing golf, and they had to stop because there was a baby Impala on the course, and an eagle dropped down and killed this Impala and was feasting on it. Middle of the golf round. It's like, hey, we got to take a break because this eagle is eating an Impala. And in South Africa, they're like, eh, you know. When's the last time you saw nature in its purest form? One animal going after another. Something happening where you couldn't believe what you were watching, but it was just two animals. And it was just nature being nature. Can you think of a time there in Nashville? Hendersonville, even better, out there on the golf course, Long, wide, beautiful fairways, green sky as far as the eye can see. You had to have seen, I don't know, some sort of eagle. Maybe there's a pond, dives down, grabs a fish out of the pond, a deer, trying to kill a rattlesnake. I don't know. What have you seen? A deer trying to kill a rattlesnake? I know yeah. who I'm taking in that battle, and it ain't the deer. Um, feels what? Like the rattlesnake oh, take the deer. Least- take the deer. Take the deer. I guess you could stomp on it, but that's not an yeah. interaction I feel like happens more often than not. Because wouldn't the deer just run away? Um, but anyways, these are hypotheticals. I don't I don't think I've seen any interactions that have been crazy, but we do have a neighborhood skunk that is huge. Uh, what? Like I've seen skunks before, but this thing is massive. And he just waddles around and this thing eats meat. Like my husband will throw leftover hamburger patties at this skunk. And the skunk eats it. I didn't think skunks ate meat. I thought they ate like flowers and bugs, but this thing likes hamburgers. Well, no wonder. If you have a neighborhood skunk, you're feeding the skunk hamburgers? No wonder this guy's hanging around. You're not going to get rid of a skunk if you're feeding. He's probably one of those guys at In-N-Out in Idaho waiting eight hours in line. Oh, I get this all the time, buddy. I'm here for a real good burger. Normally, it's Jake tossing some meat at me. I'm getting one of those real burgers, and I go back to Nashville. He's feeding the skunk. No worry, do you have a skunk problem? Well, we had a skunk problem before he started doing that. So, like, it's not okay. his fault, and the skunk was mm-hmm. huge before we started feeding him the hamburger patties, too. I just didn't know they okay. ate this. Do you think animals who live in the wild eat whatever is available? Because I think that's probably the case. It's like, if you're hungry, you will eat just about anything. So I didn't know if a skunk fell in that category. Like, that's how I imagine raccoons and possums. Like, are skunks put in that category of, like, what is it called? Scavengers? Vermin? No, vermin's (laughs) rats, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I think of when I think of a skunk. I think of a pretty rat. Vermin? Vermin? Yeah, they'll eat whatever's like available, especially if you have, I don't know, some guy walking down the street throwing you some ground chuck. Yeah, that's that. no wonder. You can't say you don't have a skunk problem. You have a pet skunk. That's what you have. And it won't be long 
before Jake comes home from the golf course. And guess who's with him? Fluffy the skunk. And Fluffy's gotten real familiar with Jake because Fluffy knows, hey, I might be a fat skunk, but this guy's going to feed me beef every day. So you might have an extra visitor for Christmas is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, he's been coming regardless. So it doesn't seem to matter what we feed him. I think he might live under the deck. So I don't know. I think he just lives here. But I just have never seen a skunk this big. And luckily he's not sprayed yet because that's, you know, the only knock on skunks, you know, right? Is it they smell bad? Like, isn't that the branding? Yes, it is. It is their primary knock. (laughs) That's number one (laughs) above all else. These guys stink. They will spray you. It lasts forever. And then there's a massive drop down, like annoying personality. But number one is definitely they stink. (laughs) It's not close. (laughs) They got to get a new agent. Like maybe Tommy DeVito's agent, you know, can represent skunks and give them a new brand. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the smell bad one, that's that's one you can't shake. The stink's on you for a while. But I know people oh, with God. pets don't like skunks for that reason, because they will spray dogs. But we don't have any dogs. Yes. So I don't think, you know, I don't see anything wrong. I don't think skunks are bad unless they have rabies, right? Like, they're not going to attack us. I would, my uneducated opinion is that you should stay away from a rabid skunk as a pet well, duh. that's just me i don't have any veterinary training but that's what i would say yes i would not have a skunk as a pet anyway did you i there were some friends of mine they had a large not even a lizard not a gila monster <laughs> they're very dangerous iguana an iguana yes thank you and they had an iguana that they kept in their house and my mom and my mom is deathly afraid of anything like that. And she walked into their house one time. She told me the story. And I, my mom was shaking telling me the story is that she didn't realize they had an iguana for a pet. So they had a wire just hang, just went across the room that was attached to the ceiling. So the iguana could just like sit on the wire just, you know, above everyone and just kind of sit there and peek over and watch everything. And my mom said she's sitting there talking to them, and then she glances up. Imagine being ter- you're indoors, and you glance up, and you see a large iguana just, you know, maybe a foot above you inside a home. I'd freak out, too. Well, especially when you have the element of surprise, because I think most animals would generate that kind of response when they're in a home, right? It's not yes. even the fact that they're scary, because this is what I don't understand. Why are so many people afraid of mice? Don't people like scream when they see mice in their house? Like, yeah, it's annoying, but I'm not going to be afraid of a mouse. Oh, I am not afraid of mice. Now, I don't like rats. I've chased a rat in the city. I've let them know, like, don't come around here. You stay in the trash bin. I'll chase a rat. Yeah. You've chased a rat? Yes. I chased him away. I'm like, listen, go to another building. Don't make your home around here. Don't get accustomed to hanging around these steps, buddy. Were you guys both smoking on the same corner yeah, or something? And you're do, like, right? I'm like, I've been here since 2015, buddy. You don't just prance in, in with a half-eaten candy bar in your mouth in 2022 and be like, hey, this is my place too. No, it's not. Find another corner. I will chase. And guess what? I haven't seen that guy since. And I know his markings. Absolutely. I'm not having that guy is around Is that my the place. way to do it? Like, do they respond no. to that or do they just come they back? They run like hell. I don't know anything they about not. rats. They're smart. Rats are smart. They're very smart. So are pigeons. Pigeons are very smart, too. 
So they're annoying, but they're smart. So I'm letting this guy know before you decide that we can just, you know, coexist here on my block, bro. No, thank you. Take it somewhere else. Pizza rat, maybe, maybe. You've got some personality. You got some spunk. Remember Pizza Rat from a few years ago? Remember that guy? Do you remember pizza this? Rat. New York City. This guy's this rat's carrying a full yes. slice of pizza yes. down some steps. You're like, oh my god, yes. Rats. Matt, put this in the chat. Rats are annoying because they're so smart. They are smart. And so I, I've always said, I'll brag about myself again. I'm smarter than a rat, and I let that rat know that you don't hang on my block. This is a big city. Go elsewhere. I mean, if you're ever single again, you should. I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. I am smarter guy. than a rat, oh, and I know how to I get am. him out of there. Top two qualities: yeah. Michael Jenkins, mm -hmm. Rat King. And guess what? I don't have any professional training as an exterminator. This is just who I am. Now, yeah, do you want to marry me or not? I mean, come <laughs> on, got the street smarts. In the NBA, Chelsea, the dirtiest rat of them all, the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> They've lost 24 straight. Holy Lord. Will they ever win? Tonight might be the night. Fourth mm -hmm. longest losing streak in NBA history, you dirty rats. Tonight, the Jazz are in town. The Jazz are laying a point and a half. Jazz are minus 120. Pistons are even money. The total sit at 237 and a half. And Kate Constable, yesterday on this show, said, take the Pistons on the money line. Ballsy. Are you going to do this? Are you going to follow? Kate's a very good better. Is tonight the night they break the streak and you get even money with Detroit? Yeah, you don't even get plus money on the Pistons. This seems mm -mm. like a letdown. One would think that the Pistons would at least garner you some plus money if you play them One on the money would. line. But it's built into the number. They are only minus 105 on the money line, looking at a point and a half spread here for a Jazz team that's been god-awful on the road and i think that goes into the handicap here because when you want to play the utah jazz is only at home when they're away they are two and 13. so oh you want to crash on the pistons for being two and 25. Mm, the jazz are two and 13 on the road so uh maybe you try to get yourself some plus money and here's the thing about streaks don't they always have to come to an end like, we've learned this the hard way on shows, saying, oh, this team's won 15 yeah. straight. You got to take them here. No, you don't. Streaks come to an end all the time. No, you're right about that. I I would lean to the – there's no – I just can't – good on Kate. Good for her. I respect that a lot. And, look, the Pistons' money continues to come in. You got to shop around if you want to plus money or even money. Right now they're at minus 105 at BetMGM. That's the first time I've said all year there's money coming in on the Pistons. I'm going to the over. Both teams, bottom seven in the NBA in total defense. Jazz 15 and 11 to the over. Detroit 16 and 11 to the over. No defense from these guys. I'll stay away from my side, but I will lean towards the over. Clippers at Thunder tonight. This is an interesting matchup. Thunder laying four and a half points. The Thunder are minus 200. The Clippers are plus 165. The total set at 234 and a half. The Clippers back into a back-to-back, -back, but they are the hottest team in the NBA. They have won nine straight. They are dogs here. Are you going to roll with the Clippers to stay hot and at least cover? Man, it's hard to go against the Clippers right now. Like you said, it they is. have been not only winning games, but covering. Covering in five straight matchups, but all his favorites in uh, those scenarios. But riddle me this, Clippers and back-to-back, -back, 
that feels like two things that when they're in the same sentence that I don't yeah. want to play because look at the questionables here. Paul George questionable for this one. It says it's because he has an illness. Maybe that is the case. But usually we will not see the stars playing in back-to-backs, especially when it is the Clippers. But we're talking about four and a half points here. We're talking about a Clippers team that's red hot. I don't think I want to pick a side here because you look at Oklahoma City. This has been a team that's been, been uh, pretty solid as underdogs as well. The last time they were dogs getting five points against the Nuggets, won that game outright, 118 to 117. So I do like the Thunder. This has been a, a pretty profitable team so far this season. I think, hmm, I don't know. I go back and forth. I think you could argue either side, but I will say when Oklahoma City is favored, that's when mm-hmm. they do their best work. 11 and 3 straight up when favored mm-hmm. in these games. So, would you pick a side here? Like I don't have enough evidence on either side to really want to play this game. This is when the streak comes to an end. The Thunder are a great basketball team. The Clippers have to be worn out. That's a tough spot. The Thunder just sitting in Oklahoma City twiddling their thumbs because there's nothing else to do in Oklahoma City. They're just waiting for this game to take place. Thunder 9-4 and four against the spread when playing at home this season. And yes, the Clippers have been hot. There's no question about it. But they are still 6-7 and seven against the number. Again, back into the back-to-back. I feel like Vegas is begging you to bet on the Clippers. Oh, my God, they're getting points. I think Oklahoma City ends the streak tonight. Coming up next here on the show, what does Chris Mack have to say about this weekend's bowl games? Is he betting on college basketball tonight? And... How much does he floss? We're going to ask him all of the questions. It's next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Madam Jam. Stay there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Tip presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. Ah, it's that time of year you gather your friends and family around the fire and you hope that just maybe there's a Santa listening, there's a God up above, your husband brings home a pet skunk. And the entire family gets to enjoy him. Because that skunk is ready for some hamburger meat off the grill. So daily tip from <laughs> Becky L. We're sitting by that MGM. <laughs> Chelsea, oh, Jake. Adam, Jake's probably, is Jake sleeping right now? He's he's sleeping. He's not awake, right? Of course. Uh, no. All right. He's I just awake. wish, I just wish he were listening. He needs to bring home this skunk. Blake would have a little baby skunk to play with. Oh, it's not baby. Chelsea. It's massive. It's a Bit massive. Even skunk. better. A big old fat skunk. Part of you. You live in Hendersonville now. Room to roam for this guy. Hey, it's time to start thinking about others. Maybe the skunk doesn't have a home, but he could have one right there in your home with the entire. Oh, country. he already does, Jenks. Like, he, I think he lives under the deck. We did not choose him. He chose us. And not yes. in like the, you know, sentimental way that people talk about their dog saying, oh, he, I didn't save him. He saved me. And <laughs> yes. it's like, no, I'm pretty sure you saved him from like the impending doom of the animal shelter. Like, I think you pretty much saved him. 
Uh, but no, this skunk chose us and our deck. So he already lives with us. We didn't get a choice. Please, please, can you let me in? I'm so tired of feeding on carcasses and rats and moles and birds. I want some of that delicious hamburger meat. All I want to do is stay right here under your deck. Can you let me inside for the holidays? It's happening. Jinx. We're going to make it happen. It's that me. would not be the voice. If you have seen this skunk, I bet the voice more sounds like either Garfield the cat or Andy Reid. Like, it's got to be one of those voices. Me, this is a please huge give skunk. Me, please give me, before we get to Chris, I'm so sorry, Chris. Please give me your best Andy Reid and or Garfield voice because I can't imagine this. God. I can't do that. I'm a female. Like I have a female yes, voice. Can. I can't do the. I can't do it well. Like that's the Give thing. Give it a shot. Like, as far as I don't want to. I feel like I'm gonna sound okay. like an idiot. No, I'm not never sound you. like an idiot. Okay, fine. I don't know. I have no idea what Garfield sounds like. By the way, I guess I need to look this up. I just always. Me I didn't too. know. But I'm just saying the voice of this skunk. <laughs> if it were to be real, it would be much deeper. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that deep of a voice. Uh, but it definitely oh. wouldn't be high pitched. This would be like okay. a sixty-year-old man that, like, imagine a guy that owns like a comic book store. You know, that's like the demographic of like this fat <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I don't even know. And what eats that fast would be. food. Okay. Eats fast food. He owns a, a comic Simpsons book store. Character? Do you know what I'm talking yes. about on The Simpsons? Yes. That owns the yes, comic I book do. store, and his yes. shirt is never covering his belly all the way. That's what this skunk's personality is. Well, I think you're onto something here. Well, let's talk with someone <laughs> whose voice we always love hearing. The Mac is back. A turnaround shot that rattled wide. Subban one more try, deflected over the net, and the Pittsburgh Penguins again are the Stanley Cup champions. Chris Mack with a toss. Here comes a gadget play. Randall L. He can throw. He was a quarterback in college. And he's thrown a touchdown to Heinz Ward in the Super Bowl. Bringing all his college plays. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a lead. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley wins the opening kick. 97 yards. Touchdown, Nittany Lions. He's our guy. You know him as host of the BetQLU podcast every Thursday on YouTube. Also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And they have a special, very special two-hour bowl preview edition on the BetQLU pod. It drops tonight on YouTube. And tomorrow on the network, you're going to get in-depth previews of the college football playoff semifinals and the rest of the New Year's six picks and leans on every game from the Camellia Bowl to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Make sure you tune in to that. Chris, good morning to you, and oh, so I love the Santa hat. Before we get into Christmas, the holidays, Hanukkah, college football, mm -hmm. whatever, what is, have you ever had or known someone who had a very strange pet, like besides a cat or a dog? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I remember for a time in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a thing where people thought ferrets were cool. You remember that? There was a, yes. there was a very brief phase yes. while I was in college. 
people thought ferrets were cool. And they were just, it, it, there were one or two people you'd go to their house for a party and be like, hey, you want to see my pet ferret, man? And they'd be like, no, I think I'm going to leave now. <laughs> no, and they were always high, too. That's why they got that ferret. They're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, man, why don't we get a ferret, bro? Every time. You nailed that impression. They, they would not sound like comic book man from The Simpsons, who sounds like this. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Like. Yes. Okay, the reference landed. Somebody got it. I feel like yeah. most of my references, like as a child, came from The Simpsons, and everybody at church was like, "Um, your daughter should not be watching The Simpsons at age six, But I was. Uh, that Perhaps and Saturday Night Trash Live. underneath your deck. You could leave for me, Chelsea. Thank you very much. Ooh, that's spot on. I didn't even remember the voice, but now I know it. That was iconic, Chris. All right, so how about some of these games uh, that we see in bowl season, starting from, like, your favorite? Is there any bowl game that really struck your fancy when it came to, you know, picking a side or a total? Yeah, I mean, I I still – I think I may have mentioned this when we we talked about it right after the playoff committee snubbed uh, Florida State, but Florida State-Georgia – in the Orange Bowl, I absolutely love Florida State getting two touchdowns. Look, I get it. Carson Beck's coming back. He's going to play in this game. There are a number of injuries and opt-outs in important spots for Florida State. But it's just, there's something about a team feeling like the most disrespect, feeling like a skunk living under someone's deck, as it were. Um, <laughs> all the motivation is on Florida State side here. Georgia comes in having had their losing or excuse me, their winning streak broken with the loss to Alabama in the SEC title game. I don't know how many Bulldogs are still looking around for, you know, oh, we get to go play in the Orange Bowl. Great. It's the first meaningless game we've played in two years. This should be fun. You talk about the motivation factor in so many of these bowl games. I think it's entirely on Florida State side playing the disrespect card. I don't know if they necessarily upset Georgia in this game, but two touchdowns still seems like way too much to me. So I absolutely love Florida State. Chris, I wanted to ask you about Michigan, Alabama, and I know that we'll probably ask you this again, but it's fascinating the the line movement we have seen in this game. And I see everyone on Alabama, and the money has moved the line in that direction. Is there something I'm missing here? Do people not like Michigan, or is Alabama really a better team? Has Michigan not played a tough enough schedule, and then they will get their due come this semifinal? I, I think this is two things. It's it's coaching and quarterbacks, right? Nick okay. Saban being given multiple weeks to prepare for an opponent, even the best defense in the country, statistically, even the best run game in the country. Nick Saban's going to find a way, much like Bill Belichick used to do, uh, for the Patriots, he will find a way to take away your biggest strength. And I have to think he's going to find a way to take away Michigan's biggest strengths or at least neutralize them to the extent that the offensive game plan for Michigan is going to have to be thrown on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders. And then it becomes a battle of McCarthy versus Milrow. And Milrow over the last six weeks has been a Heisman-level quarterback for the Tide. And this is not the same guy we saw in September when a, a lot of us were ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, nope, Milrow's not the guy. Nope, can't do it. Find somebody else, Nick. Nope, Jalen Milrow has completely turned it around. And if this game gets thrown on the shoulders of the quarterbacks, then absolutely, even against that Michigan defense, I'm going to take Jalen Milrow. And I think that's why everybody's, you know, as they've had a couple weeks to sit down and digest this thing, they go, okay, 
Harbaugh, yeah, we don't, Harbaugh might not even be here in a couple weeks, right? With everything that's coming down, he may be uh, he may be out in LA with the Chargers in a month. He he may be, you know, who knows? He's not going to be in Michigan if all of these accusations that come down end up having some sort of impact on the program. We could definitely see him flying the coop. And meanwhile, Nick Saban's just sitting at his big desk with the leather-bound volumes behind him. <laughs> the encyclopedia of uh, college football coaching inside his gray matter coming up with multiple ways to neutralize the threats of the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, I'm excited to actually watch that one because I think the strange thing is we haven't seen this line move much since like the first few days it opened. I'll be interested to see if this line moves anymore before we see this game take place on New Year's Day of 2024. Okay, I wanted to ask you about the Steelers because every time I see a headline about the Steelers, it's always something dramatic. This week, it's George Pickens, who admitted that he didn't want to block because he didn't want to get hurt. I don't know why you would admit this, but here's my question. Are the Steelers the most dramatic team in the NFL? It feels like it. I mean, when you don't have a quarterback, really, and everybody else on that side of the ball is frustrated by what is just a, a complete and total inability to generate offense, you've got guys on the other side whose prime is being wasted away, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, and everybody is looking around going, well, how, how do we fix this? And you have a coach, a head coach, whose number one skill, Mike Tomlin, is to be a motivator and leader of men, right? That's that's what we rely on Mike Tomlin to be. He's that guy that guys want to go play for. They want to go to battle with. When teams have been in trouble in the past, he's been able to get things back together and get them headed in the right direction, and he can't even get them going. So, yeah, there is drama in Pittsburgh because for the first time in a long time, it feels like Mike Tomlin may not be able to fix it this year. And if Mike Tomlin can't fix it this year, and he's got one year left on his deal, then one of two things happens. If they were to lose out and go into the, and this death spiral continues, the possibility exists that Mike Tomlin may be on the market. As crazy as that sounds to some people, it's a possibility. Now, if he's able to kind of right the ship just a little bit in the final three weeks, win one or two of these final three games, even if it doesn't mean getting into the playoffs, then they probably extend him or at least add an extra year onto his deal so that there's some kind of continuity because the Rooney family and the Pittsburgh Steelers, above all else, even when it's failing, value continuity and stability. So, Chris, this is fascinating to me because we all know Mike Tomlin's reputation. But when you've been there so long, how much of this is he's, – he's certainly one of the better coaches in the NFL, no question about it. How much of this is he's not doing a good job with the pieces that he has versus maybe this team, maybe this squad – needs a new voice because you do hear that from time to time at some point you got to move on and just have a different narrative a different voice a different way of doing things yeah you know we're both hockey fans jenks so we know what it's like. in hockey every time a power play fails three times in a row they fire a head coach right and they move on to someone yeah. new because they want to try and spark the boys right well this, this has gone on for a while now where if the Steelers don't win a playoff game this January it will be the longest drought without a playoff victory in the Super Bowl era for the Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. And that's one thing that's been lost in all of this, I think. We argue a lot here in Pittsburgh about the local perspective on Mike Tomlin versus the national perspective on Mike Tomlin. 
I think people are starting to realize that, hey, maybe his voice just isn't getting through to some of these guys anymore. He came into the league, a young, fiery head coach, right, who was similar in age to some of the guys in his locker room. Well, it's been over 15 years now, and a lot of these guys that he's coaching are the same age as his kids, and maybe he just doesn't get through to them the same way. He doesn't get through to George Pickens the same way he got through to, say, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell back in the day. And so, yeah, there's a big question about whether that voice has grown stale. And it's, you know, the Eagles moved on from Andy Reid at one point in their franchise's history, and it seemed to work out all right for them. They still managed to win a Super Bowl a few years later and go to a couple more. Okay, so what about this week for the Steelers? Getting two points against the Bengals? Is this a team you want to believe in? The problem with the Steelers is just they're kind of like my Titans. Every time you think they're not going to be good – that's when they're actually good. Do you have a take on this right. week's game? Yeah, I, I think if Mason Rudolph plays, I, I stay away from it. E, to be quite honest, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is at this point, even if Kenny Pickett makes a miraculous comeback from that tightrope ankle surgery. Uh, I stay away from the Steelers. I stay away from the Bengals right now, to be honest, too, because I, I keep waiting for the Jake Browning bubble to burst. Um, and mm-hmm. so, and, and the worst outing he's had to this point was against the Steelers in his first start. So, I, I would stay away from that game. I, I think it's one to keep an eye on regarding the playoff picture, uh, especially, but I don't know if I'd have a bet on that one. It's just both the quarterback situation, both spots too tenuous for me. He is Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast, and they have a special two-hour edition dropping tonight on YouTube and tomorrow as well. Chris, we appreciate it, and thank you for your very valuable insight on pets as well. We needed that to sort of settle the debate here. Yes, just please leave some pork chops, preferably rotten. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. the voice. That's the character. <laughs> That's the one. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate That's what I was hoping for. I knew he'd deliver. Coming up next year on the show. Well, if you're going to follow our bets, here's what you do. You listen to Chelsea and their pet skunk, and you tune me out and that route I've been trying to get rid of. We're going to give you some Thursday winners. Next on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. You know, this time of year, there's a lot of animals out there that don't have a home. But the messenger house can help. If you know a stray rat, a mole, possum, armadillo, maybe an iguana that needs a home, please donate now to the messenger house in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You could save an animal's life this holiday season. There we go. I expect you. Yeah, it's going to be Noah's Ark at your place over the holidays. I can't wait. <laughs> Jinx, I don't think you've oh, seen the skunk. Like, the skunk's big. I don't think I other animals you. need to come here because the skunk will eat the other animals. So, yeah, you can send your animals this way, but it might be to their impending death. Well, I'm going to keep harping on this through Christmas. I got to ask you one thing, and I meant to ask Chris when I mentioned flossing earlier in the show, and I mentioned that for a reason. Did we talk about this? Did you see this story? It was a couple weeks ago 
that Shannon Sharp said on his podcast with Chad Johnson that he brushes his teeth seven to ten times a day. He goes through a tube of toothpaste a week and a toothbrush every two weeks. How often do you? That's and he went through his whole schedule. I wake up, I brush my teeth. Then I eat breakfast, I brush my teeth. I go to work. When I get there, I brush my teeth. When I'm done, I go to work out. Before I work out, I brush my teeth. When I'm done working out, I brush my teeth. Then I eat and I brush my teeth. I mean, and then before I go to bed, I brush my teeth. And he was being totally serious. How often do you brush your teeth? Twice a week. Uh, twice a day. Twice a day, oh, okay. like a normal person. Uh, yeah. Doesn't this sound like OCD? Like somebody yeah. who is going over the top that much? Because I would understand if you brush your teeth after every meal. Like that makes mm -hmm. sense. You get the food out of sure. your teeth. But seven times? Like, how do you even justify this? I guess if you are on air for a living, if you are on TV and clearly people are looking at your mouth, mm -hmm. I understand that. But what is the justification in brushing your teeth before you work out? That's the one that I don't understand. I don't really know. I'm, he does have beautiful teeth. I sat mm -hmm. next to the man a few years ago. I would and hope I so. Thought, That's a gorgeous smile. And if he had an ugly smile, I wouldn't tell him because he's a massive individual and he would crush me using one finger. But he's got good looking teeth, so I guess it's working out for him. But that has to be some sort of OCD because I'm like you. I probably, drop, I probably brush twice a day, maybe three times if I have an extra meal because I just don't want food in my teeth. But seven to ten times a day, he probably spends half an hour in the bathroom every day just brushing uh. his teeth. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. I think the only time I brush my teeth extra is if I have something that lingers in your mouth. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like Italian food. I like to brush my teeth after that. Because it. you've yeah. seen what it does to Tupperware. Imagine what it does to your teeth. <laughs> like the marinara <laughs> sauce everywhere. You brush your teeth after Oreos. Oreos is right. not one of those foods that you can just eat and be like, well, I'm going to go on my way and spend the rest of my day with huge, like, black things in the middle of my teeth. So like certain foods, I get it, but those are far and in between circumstances. Like I'm not going to brush my teeth after every single time I put, you know, some kind of food in my mouth. So this is the journalist in me asking a very difficult follow-up question. What is it that Italian food does to Tupperware? Have you not seen Tupperware after Italian food? It stains it. I don't have any stains. Tupperware. Oh, the stains. Okay. Fair enough. How I did you not know some this? Sort of I, I've never owned, because I'm a dude, I've never owned a piece of Tupperware in my life. If I wrap something up, I'll just be like, mm, let me take some foil, put it over this bowl and throw it in the fridge. I don't have the time nor the means to put something in Tupperware. I wouldn't even know where to get Tupperware. Tupperware.com. Walmart. I didn't even know that existed still. <laughs> oh, Walmart. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, now I mean, we know it's the not answer, some luxury that I'm like some bougie princess. It's like, oh, we didn't know we were living with the Duke of, you know, whatever. Like, I think most people own Tupperware. I don't think it's like a it crazy sound... thing to use. No, it's just so old school. That's like saying, hey, can I tell you about this new company called Amway? You know, it just <laughs> has that connotation to me. Tupperware no? old? Dead silence. Yeah, Tupperware's been around for, am I crazy, Bill? Okay, but it's not for, old school. Yeah, people still, but people still use it. That's like saying, "Oh, milk, so yeah, old true. school." 
But like people still buy milk. Yes. Like it's they do. something that still has use to it. So I think most people own Tupperware or use it or at least know how it looks and how it stays. <laughs> you just tell everyone Tupperware was founded in 1946. Both things can be true. Been around for a long time and people still use it by God. If you could use some bowl season information, why not check out Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast. All you have to do to hear that is download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. And let's get to it and pick some winners. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, open that Tupperware and pull out a victorious bet. What do you got? All right, so best bet of the night for me is going to be Alvin Kamara over his receiving prop of 29 and a half for minus 115. This is a very tough matchup for opposing running backs going against this Rams defense. It's been pretty stingy against the pass when it comes to running backs, but Alvin Kamara is not a normal run-of-the-mill running back. In fact, most of the games, he's getting targets like a receiver. Some of the games this year, he's had 14 targets twice. He's had eight targets. He's had seven targets so I feel like this one's matchup proof because he's still going to get the opportunity. Like, do we see a game where they're just saying, oh, we're not going to throw it to Alvin Kamara? No, this is your Swiss Army knife that you use in every single situation. So I feel like this is a case of the number just being too low. He has hit this number in nine of 11 games this year. And some of those were blowout games where they probably just didn't use him as much. I don't see this game going that way. In fact, I think that the Saints could be playing from behind. So I think he will be in this game the entire time. So let's go Alvin Kamara over 29 and a half receiving yards for minus 115. I will also be betting on this game. Kyron Williams over 88 and a half rushing yards minus 125. This guy has been a beast over the past five weeks, hitting this number four times. 152 yards against the Commanders, 114 against the Ravens, only 88, half yard short against a very good Browns defense, then 143 yards and 158 yards before that in back-to-back games against the Cards. During that time, the Rams have won four or five. It has put them back in playoff contention. They are going to keep riding this man in the backfield, and the Saints cannot Focus on him exclusively because if they do, Matt Stafford will pick them apart. Over 88 and a half rushing yards for Kyron Williams at minus 125 is my best bet. All right. It is time now for the third member of our best bets crew. Not the skunk under my deck, but the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? (laughs) All right, 8-Ball, let's get it going. Do we like the plays today? Alvin Kamara over 29 and a half receiving yards for minus 115. 8-Ball says, without a doubt. All right, so how about Jinx's play? Kyron Williams over 88 and a half rush yards against the Saints. Uh, Let's concentrate and ask again. Let's get a real answer here. Outlook, good. Nailed it, two for two. Nailed it. Check us out on Twitch. You can watch every show on the BetQL network, including the 8-Ball, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, what else you on tonight? Yeah, going to be with you on Kyron Williams over his rushing prop of 88.5. Certainly, if you can get that number. It's gone up in some places, but he has been matchup proof. He's hit this number even against some of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Against the Browns, against the Ravens, he hit this number. So I like it tonight against the Saints, who have been better in uh, past defense than they have against the run. So I like that one as well. 
I will go Rams minus four tonight. Rams have scored 28 points in four straight games. I think the New Orleans offense cannot keep up, and that Saints defense overrated because of their schedule. Rams, 8-5-1 and one against the spread this season. They have covered their last seven games in December. Why? They've got a coach who makes them better as the season goes on. Give me the Rams tonight. Minus the four against the Saints. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet for trends, insight, analysis all you need to help you become a better better just download the betql app donkster let's hear it buddy good morning everyone dad sometimes i floss using a stick of hay and even though i have two teeth i only have three cavities uh well that's that is not a great ratio there donkster give us your fix okay Bucks, minus eight, hosting the Orlando Magic. Lightning, money line, minus 110, hosting the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, Doxter, thank you for that. My head hurts already. Whew. Time to find out what is coming up next on BetQL Daily, and we bring in our friend Ed Egros. Ed, good morning to you. What's going on? You know, it's interesting when I see the donkster smile that I never do see the teeth. And this is actually a really important observation because what I noticed about like, you know, when I was ever like on the dating apps and things like that, if ever I saw someone not show their teeth, I always assumed it was for a reason. And so now oh, donkster yeah. is giving me confirmation bias. Totally also, true. don't you think of teeth when you think of donkeys? Like, isn't that one of the main features of donkeys yeah, is, like, like, the massive teeth? teeth? Yeah, Buck teeth. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's part so of the, the, the donkster is leaving money on the table by not showcasing one of the traits that makes him a donkey. And I appreciate your analytical look at that, as, <laughs> as we always do. Uh, you're in L.A. Do you like the Rams yes. tonight? I actually like the Saints to cover here uh, in large Ooh. part because, uh, you know, I, I know you feel like that the Saints defense might be a tad overrated just because of schedule and certainly mm -hmm. not a bad observation, not at all. But I do feel like in terms of the versatility that they've shown us, even despite the injuries, they probably do have a game plan for whatever the Rams want to throw out there in terms of outside runs, intermediate throws, things like that. It does kind of feel like a matchup where the Saints could at least take advantage. I'm not going to go on the money line, but I do think they can cover the four. Oh man dang it i hate it when you go against my bets ed now i know i'm gonna lose can i take oh, mine no. back all right ed we look forward <laughs> to more analysis on the show thank you and good point about the oh man too late now Cut analysis on the doctor too never seen his mouth actually that's gonna do it for us here on the daily tip from BetQL, presented by bad mgm for chelsea messenger and her family's pet skunk I'm Michael Jenkins. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning, live across the country at 6 a.m. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.